Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the next show of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Peter. Joined this by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Gunnar? Doing very well, thank you. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Try to throw good out there. Didn't happen. Right. Gura will up with us long this week. He is joining the bros, ditching his podcast host week. So if he disappears off the pod, you know what's happening, he had to leave us. So we'll go back into the usual FFS stuff first. The league top three all change at the top. Johnny McSauce, John Cameron, first, 363 total. Second, your fantasy team name, Jamie, 77, 354 total. And down to third is Pookie Blinders, Jimmy Spears, 5153. So, just as that is quite convenient, the highest goal scorer of the week was second, Jamie, on a wild card. So, a pretty damn good wild card. 77 points. Quickly talk through his team. He had Gordon Goals, 11 points. He had Tammy, 11. He had Captain Juranovic for 12. McGinn, 7. He got nothing for Ramsey. He had Boyle for 3 points. Longstaff for 2. Jota for 4. Griffiths, 3. Boyce, 2. And uh, a jetty for 22 vice captain. Much less than my Twitter advice. A jetty. I didn't follow myself. <laughs> so before we go to our scores, John Coffey Cup quarterfinals, first leg. Tom, you're the last one standing in this podcast. How'd you go on? Um, I've lost the first round. Um, not much in it, though. I think there's only about five points. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to the next round. Hopefully, progression's on the cards. Like I've said before, all the Guthrie scores are online Twitter. I will update before the game week so you know and update after. And keep your eyes and ears peeled to tweet up. Twitter, 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 because after the John Guthrie Cup is finished, I have a new concept that we're discussing and we'll have it online for other cup competition. You know I'm, I'm cup daft, you know, you know what I'm like. I know, I know. If I was, yeah, football, if I was a football manager, I'd be playing more cup games and league games, but that's just <laughs> Right, so on to our own game week scores. I'll start first. I had 44 points this week. I had Carson and goals for six, which is really annoying because that's Carson returned in every game so far and he's going to lose his place next week, which is a bit of a bummer. At the back, I had Tavernier, not captained. I had McCart, no points. Ramsey, no points. Boyle, three points. McGinnis, five points. Tumble, captain, eight points. Jota, vice captain, four points. And Griffiths, three points. Boyce, two points. And Ramirez, two points. And nothing on the bench so 44 points hindsight maybe we should have captain Tavernier you've got me an extra 6 points like, overall but that's what it is so Gunnar what was your points for the week oh sorry first of all and my rank has dropped to 4.5 thousand Gunnar points and rank got 52 points overall uh, nothing from Clark and goals captain Taff 22 points McGinn 7 Ramsey nothing McGrath and Turnbull vice captain 4 points Boyle 3 points Abada 7 Cummings, just a one. Nisbet, two. And boys two as well. And my rank, I'm going to have to look that up. Four, three, seven. Not bad. Right, Tom, same question yourself. Point total and rank. My rank is 1,507. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so surprised, Tom. <laughs> Points-wise, I got uh, zero points for Clark in goal. Captain Kit Tav got me 22. Paul McGinn got me seven. Um McCart got me nothing. Ramsey got me nothing. Uh, Boyle in midfield, three points. Yota, I took a punt on him, four points. Abada, seven. He was my vice. Um, Main up front, two points. Cummings, one point. Nisbet, two points. Nothing on the bench. 
Okay, so that takes us to game week five. I'll quickly go through the scores, and if any stands out, we can talk about it. So we had St. Johnson 1, Rangers 2. We had Celtic 3, Ross County 0. Dundee 0, Livingston 0. Motherwell 2, Aberdeen 0. I suppose maybe a slight shock. St. Mern 0, Dun United 0. And whatever I went, Peter, he's done the wrong thing. And then Hearts, Hibs 0-0. So the only thing I point out there is that was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. That was 8 clean sheets out of 12. So if you're picking maybe some cheap defenders in certain teams, you might have worked out. So any thoughts on that? The results, Tom, from moving to Tom time? Sorry, Gunnar. Well, first this week, uh, I wanted to pick out Motherwell against Aberdeen. Uh, I think, well, maybe we'll start differently. I think we a couple of nil-nils this week. Uh, great performance from, from some of the goalkeepers. Uh, Edinburgh Derby, both goalies were really good. I thought uh, Kelly of Motherwell, he had a good game. Uh, the Smirin game as well. There was some decent saves from was it uh, Carson and goal for United, and I think Motherwell they played really well against Aberdeen. Some shoddy defending from from Aberdeen, if I may say so, especially for the first goal. I think it was, I think it was uh, McKenzie just like stay, staying off uh, the attacker and letting them cross, uh, and that's a one nil, just just a header. And then for the second goal. I've just looked up the lineups and uh, it's like a front three of Van Veen, Watt and Woolery. And just just like when you look at the highlights and when you when you see Van Veen, it doesn't strike me as someone who's like running down the wing just from like his body, like his build and everything. But you see his cross for the second goal is like beautiful lofty cross just into the box. And he's done that a couple of times as well, at least what I've seen in the highlights. And I just thought like, I was a bit surprised seeing him doing that so well. And obviously he got his goal as well now, now that he's back after his injury, I think is what it was. Um, next game, Rangers against St. Johnson. I think could very well be in a draw as well, or maybe maybe even a St. Johnson win from the highlights that I've seen. There were some good chances for both sides. Obviously that cracker from Tavernier, uh, who's now off pens. I think we're going to talk about that later. Uh, first point of the season, I want to say, for Livy as well against Dundee. And and a great Anbar derby. As a neutral watching this, I think it was, was good to watch, uh, although we didn't have any any goals. But as I said uh, at the start, both goalkeepers doing really well. I think both came away with uh, 11 points. I know Gordon did, uh, but I don't have Macy, so uh, maybe you guys know better But just great, great uh, defensive performances this week. Just on that, if we go to Tom time and more detailed analysis coming up, I noticed that mother was well in the front three. I like the idea of that because they're, I don't, if they're going to continue to play as kind of more attacking style up front, then all three of them could be an option because, like you said, it could be Van Veen this week. What's a easy purple patch? Mm. It, it could easily interchange between the three of them as long as I keep, I keep an eye on that. And with Ross County, I thought they looked really, really organised. I think they're whipping boys so far, but I think it's going to click at some point. I think I've already texted you in the chat, you know, I've texted in their chat. I think Ross County is going to click at some point, and they're going to, there are a lot of new faces, they're going to be sold at the back, they're going to be okay going up front. And they've got Ross Callahan after all, he's the, he was a, a hero last year in the Paris game, so I think it's a matter of time before they come good. So, Tom, over to you. Right. <clears throat> I'll just give you the, the rundown. We've been doing the top 20 for a while, so by position, so I'll just give it the breakdown. For this game week, we have six goalkeepers, nine defenders, three mids, and two forwards. If we compare that to game week one to four total, um, we pretty much doubled the, the goalkeepers because it was six in the first four game weeks. That gives us a total of 12. Defenders, 34 so far. So if we add the nine in, that gives us 43. Midfielders, uh, just three this week so add that into the 25 gives us 28 and forwards only two add that to the 14 gives us 16 so it's still predominantly defenders and second place goes to kind of mids not a lot happening for the strikers and the goalkeepers as, as mentioned eight clean sheets over the weekend uh, only teams to concede were Rangers St Johnston Ross County and Aberdeen uh, those with the best clean sheet returns so far, um, all of which have three clean sheets in the first five game weeks, are Hibs, Celtic, Dundee United. Uh, with Dundee United, uh, we mentioned Scott McMahon last pod. He obviously transferred from Hamilton. 
He is only 2.5 million. He got nine points this game week. That is one clean sheet, two bonus, and he got a point for having made four interceptions. So great start for him. If we kind of go into the other fixtures we mentioned, um, won't talk about Tav if we're going to talk about that later. Um, but that's now Roof on Pens. I wouldn't mention the Barisic Bassey either. Um, Celtic versus Ross County was the, the other fixture there. Uh, Yota and Ayeti started, as did new boy uh, Carter Vickers, who also got a debut goal. Uh, Starfelt, rare assist there. Clean sheet for the Celtic defenders. So they're actually within the, the top clean sheet returners so far this season. Ayeti Brace, he was top for shots on target with three. Yota actually had five shots in total with two on target. So for those that decided to take the punt, it's maybe not a bad decision, but uh, we're yet to see the fruits of his labour there. What else have we got? Motherwell 2, Aberdeen 0. Mackenzie started again. He's been kind of in and out of the squad. Uh, or the starting 11, sorry. Van Veen, one goal and one assist and nothing from Tony Watt, unfortunately. So is he going to start to steal the points away from Tony? Uh, keep an eye on that. For Aberdeen, uh, maybe a good idea to keep an eye on Marley Watkins. He's returned to Aberdeen. He had five shots in this game with three on target. And also Ramsey had two shots on target too. So just reinforcing the fact that he has a threat uh, in front of goal as well as that clean sheet potential. If we kind of have a look at the nil-nils, we can see uh, Lee Griffiths started for Dundee. He had six shots, three on target. So something to keep an eye on there, but we must remember that he has to justify that big Celtic price tag he's still carrying. Uh, he needs to kind of go over and above the, the sort of lower budget uh, strikers, considering he's playing for Dundee. So maybe the players around him aren't as of a higher calibre as the likes of um, Hibs, Celtic and Rangers. Uh, if we go to Nisbet watch, uh, still nothing happening there. Not much going on for Nisbet, but we talked about could McGuinness be a possible alternative? And in this particular game, he had three shots on target. Uh, and also, he's by far cheaper as well. Also in this game, I, th I kind of thought Gary Mackay-Stevens was the star of the show, despite uh, it being a nil-nil. He had six shots in this game, three of which on target and one big chance. And the only other thing was... Scott McMahon, which I've already mentioned. I think it just kind of reinforces you don't really have to go big at the back. Uh, just be smart with your money. There's been a few kind of emerging defenders cheap with a cheap price tag. Ojala and Motherwell is 2.5 million. He managed to get 15 points this game week. And he's also the fourth highest scoring defender in the game. Ralston. Uh, given the injury news we've found out today, it looks like his position's safe for the time being. And obviously, uh, a firm favourite on the pod, Ramsey at 2.4 million. So don't spend big, spend smart. Any add to that, Gunnar, what Tom just said? Nope, happy with that. I was going to bring up injuries there. That was quite a good thing about uh, going forward. With Taylor injured, he's had surgery. Mm. There wasn't a time date on it yet, but I'm assuming that's at least the next international break. So with no really fit left-backs at Celtic or any that Andrew trusts, you would assume Juranovic goes left-back and Ralston keeps his place. You'd yep. like to think that. That's what I would uh, agree with. And then with Rangers, Helander's out, and that's till Christmas, New Year. So Balogun probably nailed, yep. unless they recall Katic. But I, I really can't see that happening, so it's going to be pretty much... Uh, Golson, Balogun, and Simpson's a backup, I believe. That's a three. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I would say Balogun is pretty much nailed for, for the foreseeable. They have a cheap way into the radio defence. Uh, take anyone else here. McGregor's picked up a knock, but we'll get to that when we come to the Celtic news because that could make a, a big difference in how we Celtic play. Right, so we'll go to game week six fixtures. Right. right. So on Saturday, we've got three games and they're all three o'clock kickoffs. So you will potentially get six early team news, which should help your transfers and plans. It's Aberdeen versus Johnson, Hibs versus Murn, Ross County versus Hearts on the Lowing. And on Sunday, we have the Dundee Derby, Dundee United versus Dundee. 
Livingston versus Celtic and Rangers versus Motherwell. So upon that, fixtures, guys, what is the transfers plans, your captain plans and your vice captain plans? And I'll come to you first, Tom. Um, so my transfer plans. Hold on, just get my team up here. So looking at my team, probably going to be looking at a striker. And Hearts have a nice run. They've got Ross County, followed by Livingston and Motherwell. So I think I'm probably going to get in Boyce, since I've not had him this season. He's well-owned. He's probably killing my rank as we speak. So, no, I've not had Boyce, no. Um, so it's, it's time to bite the bullet and get Boyce in. For the remainder of the season. Yeah, same for captain, vice captain, as it stands. Um, as it stands, I've still got captain Tav and vice on Abada, but I'm probably going to shift that. Um, Boyle's still flagged in the game, but I think he's probably going to be all right. So mm -hmm. probably captain Boyle and maybe vice on, probably vice on uh, Boyce, considering he's against Ross County, who love to concede. Same question, you going to transfer captain, vice-captain? So Thomas said it there, Hearts have a nice run. I still have Clark and St. Johnson play Aberdeen this week, so I might make a goalkeeper transfer. Um, I don't really have any big problems. McGrath has been stinking out of place a little bit because they ain't getting any penalties. So <laughs> that, that could be something that, that I'll do. Um the, the the moves I kind of want to make they they're all they're too many moves I couldn't even do it in like in like two moves so I would want someone like McGuinness but I already have three hips so I would have to downgrade Nisbet maybe to Ejeti but I already have three Celtic so I'll probably just make that goalkeeper transfer for now and my captaincy is also still on Tav I think every week that is an option but Motherwell are in form. Um, so if I don't captain Tavernier, it's probably a combination of Boyle and Boyce as well. But I'm tempted to just leave the captaincy on Tav and uh, see what happens and then vice, vice Boyle. But if I get cold feet, it's going to be Boyle and Boyce. See, uh, goalkeeper transfer, is that the Gordon? Yes, yes. Right. Yep, I'm the same. Uh, Transfer-wise, I'm, I'm not too unhappy with my team. I think it looks all right. I fancy leaving office for a goal in the Dundee Derby. He could pop up then. He will win. I've brought him for one week. He's not one week. I need a bigger sample size. I've been three or four weeks. It doesn't work out. I can move him out. My goalkeeper, like I said, I'll be Carson, who's actually turned pretty well for me at his price. But if Benji's back, then he's going to have to go. I'm kind of going to wait to the very last minute to see, because I won't get the early team news because he's playing Sunday. Mm. But if there's team news given for the week and they start a Tama court says... Seagrass is playing, then I'll need to move. I've got enough money in the bank to get to Gordon, so if that's what's said, then that's I will go that move. If Carson's playing this one last week, I might hold for one more week so I can make two moves next week. Captain, same kind of situation as you. I'm, I will come to on Tavernier. I think Rangers and Motherwell, Motherwell might be being quite a tang, but that suits Rangers. And if they're struggling with half an hour to go, hey, they might get a penalty. Uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. And vice captain probably Boiler Boyce as it stands. But I, I kind of like McGuinness as well. I think he's been returned well, so brought him in. He's returned four and five. He's a couple of goals at the start of the season. He's looked dangerous. So I'll wait and see. Team news probably dictates a lot of what I'm going to do, captain and, and vice captain wise. My transfer is if Seagrest is in, I'll be him. For, I'll be Gordon. And if not, I'll probably hold for next week. Right. So the topic this week is two. It kind of leads on to last week, and it was Brian goes attack. It said it was Bassey, a no-brainer, blah, blah. And we argued, oh, no way, because Barisic's pretty much nailed, he's back to form. As it turns out, Bassey's looks like the, the first-choice left-back right now. He didn't look particularly bad. He looked pretty good against St. Johnson, so I don't think he said he's caused no harm. So my question is, Barisic or Bassey, and who do you deal with if you've got Barisic? And I'll start with you, Gunnar, because you're so passionate about this situation. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, I was very one way there uh, last week. Uh, I just said, like, keep Barisic. Uh, maybe, maybe one thing to keep in mind is that 
with Hillander out, that is Rangers defense definitely weakened. I mean, Balogun, he's played already this, this season. But, uh, he's also filled in when they had the, the players out during the COVID close contact situation. I think he was one of the fullbacks there. Um, I'm thinking Balogun and Goldson, they're, they're nailed in the middle there in defense. And well, if it really looks like, like Bassi is going to be the first choice, then he's definitely an option at the price as well. Um, I would just be worried about rotation still. Uh, until last week, uh, I was very adamant I wouldn't sell Barisic if I had him. Uh, and, and just because Bassi played this one game now, for me, sample size is a bit is a bit small. Uh, they they still have the 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 European games as well, and I still think you could see Barisic coming in sooner rather than later, and like uh, them just interchanging. Uh, from from on like a game week to game week by basis, and like if you want a cheap Rangers defender, I would just go to Balogun now. Uh, but there, bear in mind as well, we've seen it last season. For example, I think Helander played most of the games next to Goldson, but it was always Goldson coming up with the with the goals. I know Helander now he scored this season just when I sold him and he scored fifteen points. But I think if you want more than just the clean sheets from a center half, then Goldson is still the way to go. But if you just want a cheap Rangers defender, I would go probably Balogun over Bassey still, just because of the nailedness. See, just on that, we can ask that question. That can explain the topic, I think. There was no 100% guarantee mm. going on, so Barak, Barak, Barak and Bassey can I just avoid the sun's nailed. Rangers playing European games at Celtic. It could easily be a situation where Barak plays European games Bassett and league games because if he trusts him back and forth, if Barisic's not up to 100% fitness or if he's carrying a knock, then it's crazy to just let him rest the other game. And then that's no good for us a fantasy point of view. I mean, so the option. So what do you think, Tom? Barisic, Bassi, you same as going on? Is it a case that I avoid for now and go elsewhere in the Rangers defence? Yeah, I think it's Barisic versus Bassi versus just not bother. And I'm probably just not bother. Um, with the Hollander news. That's a good pod title right there. Well done, Tom. <laughs> The uh, with the, with the Hollander news, it's Belogan's probably going to be your cheap entry point into the Rangers defence. I don't think Bass is that great shakes. Um, he started every second game since game week one, so that's three out of the last five. He's had zero goals, zero assists. His only return was two bonus points against Livingston in game week one. So um, it's not like you're getting some sort of added benefit by going for for Bassy obviously, um, Belogan. So for me, I'd probably just avoid the, the, having to make that tough decision and um, <coughs> looking at Belogan as the cheap entry. Um, and that's it, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll read there. And the next topic point was Celtic without Kyogo. I think he watched the full game, Tom? No. No, you didn't? No. <coughs> Timer. Right, so... Uh, I was, was it, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was out at the weekend. Uh, well, you wouldn't be for a full... Time trying to help me, he's in watch it. I mean, but I'm only kidding. On. Uh, I watched the game, and what it's to me was just a, just watching the game and watching the way we played. Now, two things I think because of the national break, a lot of new players on the team, we weren't as fluid as looked home with this anti Bolte thing, right? But the vocal point up front without Kyogo and no Eddie was a totally different tact. And yet, he's not a kind of player. I know he got two goals, he didn't move to the six yard box, this kind of player is fair enough, but. I felt it diminished Celtic's attacking players going forward because it wasn't kind of the link-up play. They are kind of really good class striker up there. So it's, I'm kind of not worried. I'm more, I'm more hesitant about now. If it's good by JT up front for, for a couple of weeks because the Greek gorgeous guy isn't 100% fit yet, I don't see he's having the link-up play up top. I think we might struggle a couple of games. I know I see Ross Curry looked well-organised. I fully expect Lungson will organise Sunday as well. I sort of try to say, is, is it maybe more, maybe more naive, maybe more hold off City attacking assets until Cable's back fit? Tom? Um, no, I mean, they play Livingston next. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see them, I'd like to see them put a few past Livingston. Plus, there's still players that are kind of coming into the fold, like, Juranovic and uh, Yacht has obviously just started, so 
Celtic seem to be a team in constant transition. Um, they've uh, obviously got a lot of new players in over the summer, and now a lot of these new players are injured, and then other new players are coming in and being introduced to the squad, and then there's the guys that kind of got last minute in the window. So they're they're constantly transitioning. So Celtic are they're, they're going to finish first or second this season. Um, they're going to they're going to win games. They're going to score goals. So just get on whoever's fit. They're going to get you points, probably. And uh, that's my approach. Away for dismissing my point, Tom. Well done. Gunnar? <laughs> like, uh, uh, Jetty? Uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously a very different style. We've we all seen the, the little clips of uh, people pointing out Kyogo's runs. Uh, and Ayeti is obviously a completely different player. Two poachers goals now on the weekend. But do you have the price for Ayeti there? 5.5. 5.5. See, that's 0.1 more expensive than Griffiths. Uh, I think he's a he's Good a great point. option. Good point, yeah. And I've seen, I think when I've seen the injury news today for Celtic, uh, I've seen what you said, Peter, as well, that uh, Joe Makis, that he's still a couple of weeks away. So that pretty much nails a Yeti. And just having Angie, like heard Angie talk about a Yeti, he seems to want him to integrate in, in, the, in the squad. He's trained well. And if he's pretty much the only option, like Tom said, still selling one of the two best teams in the in the league, and whoever's up top there is gonna score goals. Uh, so that could be an option if you downgrade Nisbet, for example, or even if you're on someone like Ramirez, who's not really been that playing that well these past few weeks. Um, I also think Celtic are, are gonna put a few past Livingston. Uh, and instead of being that worried about who starts up top for Celtic, it's for me, it's more like McGregor is out, someone pulling the strings there in behind. If you replace him with someone like Sorrow, I think that takes a lot of creativity out of the team. I know Turnbull is still there, but I, I think Celtic are very reliant on McGregor that he just makes them tick. Uh, so it remains to be seen how, how that is going to affect them. Um, but I still think they're going to have enough to just coast past Livy to be honest well hopes it's going to because we haven't won away for hopes in February this is yes. another way thing so it's a long time for a team that's finishing these people saying first and second but more likely to become second mm. uh, there's going to be an addition tomorrow night against Real Betis we'll get to see how the team's looking that's true plus if McCarthy's in and he's addition for the McGregor role for that next couple of weeks could be good but, all his, I don't think McGregor's long term it's a knock I'm not, I'm not risking him. Simple as that. So if McCarthy or Soros stay, take his role for a week, then I'll be fine. Okay. Did we answer that completely? Tom said stick with Gunnar said pretty much stick with midfield. And I'm the one that's kind of going him and Hon. I was playing <laughs> I was playing Dick Advocate in that situation. <laughs> right, over to questions then. First up, are we? So it's Tony Robertson who is still currently in the quarterfinals of the John Guthrie Cup and I think he's had pretty damn good scores weekly so he must be quite happy league as well. So his question kind of tied that we talked about earlier on. With Tavernier no longer on penalties is he still worth holding on to? Also does make Roof a must-have instead now? We talked this before the podcast started going on so I'll start with you. Yeah, Tav off penalties I don't I don't worry about that too much to be honest. Um, I still think they're going to have they're going to keep clean sheets more often than not. We've seen it. Uh, even, you know, it's just like a one in a million strike. Taff can score. And that is exactly what you're going to get from him. You're going to get clean sheets and attacking returns. He's played so far up. And even with him not being on penalties, I'll just see it. Like We, we talked about, like you said, Peter, off pod. I'll see him now, now then as like a Trent kind of option, you know, in F- FPL. Trent also isn't on penalties, but you know what you're going to get clean sheets more often than not and attacking returns and for me like we've seen last season Roof he had his like little injury niggles and uh, if if Roof is out or if he misses a couple of penalties then Tav is going to be next in line to be taking these penalties again and um, we've seen it now I captained him 22 points he didn't need a penalty to get to 22 points and they didn't even keep a clean sheet so for me like I know there's another question coming up about premium midfielders, I think. Maybe that was last week. But <laughs> uh, instead of just 
trying to get like some random premium midfielder in just because you really i don't know you you want kent who we kind of dismissed and like saying oh he goes hot and cold all the time i would rather count taff then as one of these premium midfielders have boil and taff and that's your your premiums there so for me it's still it's a hold and um second part of the question is rufa must have instead now I mean, two strikers up top, Morelos or Roof, but same again with the they they, they loaned Itten. Uh, I don't know if if the foe has already played this season, but with the double headers there with the European games as well, you might you might see a change of formation with all these injuries uh, sometime down the line, and then you might just have one striker. I think Roof he looks really good. He looks better than last season as well, but I'm not ready to punt on him just yet. Okay, Tom, same yourself. Um, I'm not. I'm not too worried about Tab just now. Um, he still has that assist potential. He's had three assists so far this season. I think the fact that he's not on penalties anymore is going to have an impact on his goals. He's not going to score from a cross every week. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure it was a cross. Anyway. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, he's still going to score goals, but I think it's going to have an impact on his goals tally. Uh, his ownership's so high. He's got that assist potential. Rangers, I mean, they're not keeping as many clean sheets as they did last season. So that is, that's going to have an impact on his points as well. But I think you keep Tav, but I think you have to have an open mind when it comes to picking captaincy week, week in, week out. I think always captain Tav mantra is... Um, is maybe not going to be as prevalent this season. Maybe there. Plus, I hope people who need you and panic and sell Tav because that makes it more differential for the rest of us. I mean, people like Jack, well, he's not on penalties. A lot of the casual he's not on penalties and go elsewhere in your defence because it's cheaper. But I think Tav's proven and I think over the course of the period, I think coming into the season, we'll look back and he'll still be the highest point scorer on defence. I, I, I could pretty much, with authority, nail that's going to happen and then there we go. Like, for me, just one last thing. For me, it's also like looking at most, like our teams and most of the teams that I've seen on Twitter, there's always two, three, four other things that I think that needs fixed or mm-hmm. that you could do. Like, I get it. You downgrade Tav and you, you, you have a lot more budget. But looking at most of the teams, like downgrade Nisbet, he hasn't scored. Downgrade someone, I don't know, Boyle is flagged if, if he's out, for example. I think there's a lot more things to do before you get to, I'm going yeah. to dra- drop Tav. That is kind of for me. Press the wheel cap button for that hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, next question is from Josh McSee, Footblog. His, he's got two questions. First off, should you be jumping on a jetting considering he'll start most of upcoming games, his price and the fact he scored two at the weekend? So we'll get that question first. Tom, jump on a jetty. If you want to get two Celtic players, I would say at the same time. Yes, if there's nothing else pressing in your team, then go for it. Bear in mind, they've got Dundee United the following game, who have been pretty solid defensive-wise. Um, Aberdeen, obviously, after that, who haven't been the sort of uh, defensively solid as they were last season. Motherwell, St. Johnston, Hibbs. So they've got a, it's not the easiest of runs, but there's opportunities there for goals. He's probably going to be fairly nailed. So... Go for it unless you've got other pressing issues. I wouldn't be making it a priority, but it's a, it's a decent option and probably a good differential in the, sh- in the short term. Yep, mm. I agree. And there's worse than having the Celtic forward man to have as a differential for a couple of weeks. Do you want to ask question yourself? I'm the same, uh, same as you both, uh, especially at the price he comes in, 5.5 million. I mean, I think we all are so, somehow carrying some midfielders there from, from Celtic. McGregor, I think he's 5.8, for example. Yes, I know he's got the knock, but like we're willing to shell that out for someone who isn't that often in the goals, to be honest. So not getting a 5.5 million Celtic striker, I, like I, I don't see why not. I think, like Tom said, if you have more pressing concerns, then fix that first. But... If you don't know what else to do and you have someone like Nisbet, for example, then I think a jet could be a good option. Just on the McGregor point, I think now he's guaranteed pretty much his three points of the week because he gets 40 passes. Yes, McGregor's yes. not a two-point, he's a three-point every week. So it's up to want to steady three points. That's exactly what he gives you. <laughs> uh, and his second question was, are there any other premium midfielders that Van, other than Boyle, might think about? 
Genau. See, there's the, the premium midfielder. I knew I read that somewhere. Um, it, it depends a little bit what you count as a premium midfielder, I suppose. I mean, so, even a badder. Just stop, Tom, what was your price for premium midfielder? You had a cut-off oh, point? Yes, yes. It was 4.4. Yeah. So above 4.4, 4.5 and above, because we can't include Johnny Hayes. <laughs> That's an agenda there. <laughs> right, I, I'm just into the transfer section here of the app. So I've got Abada. Uh, he's 5 million. I think he's a good pick still. He could have had a couple goals as well against, uh, who was it, the weekend there, Ross County. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he looked sharp. Uh, we've mentioned Yota, but he, well, we haven't really seen that much from him. Uh, just Above Tom's cutoff point at 4.6 million, Gary Mackay Steven, he would be an option for me as well. Mm-hmm. Turnbull at 6 million, a bit more pricey. And someone who isn't a premium, but who I would definitely recommend 3.8 million, Kyle McGuinness. Oh, any other premiums apart from the boil? I know we all own them, so it's kind of a difficult question, but anything else? No, probably just, I'd say Boyle, Turnbull, Abada, Gary Mackay, Stevens, McGinnis, and that's probably about it. Flying Kamara, no? Seems no. to be the highest point in the Rangers. Seems to be steadily, he's like another one that's like McGregor, just steadily t- turning the points in. He's getting the three points of the week. But this, I suppose he's not off enough goal threat to be, take one of the Rangers slots. Right, okay, next up is Brian Blades Attack. He is asked, Give them other role players so that theoretically takes them out of the table. That's his opinion. I suppose the Rangers don't look that steady at the back. You can maybe still take a chance. Who's the best option for replacing Cummings? So click in the picture. He has Cummings at 4.2 and he has 1.3 in the bank, which gives him 5.5. And as I mentioned it before, he's looking to Celtic players. I think you should take a punt on a jetty. Exactly. Get said without the price rise. Gunnar, any other ideas or other players you'd go with? No, no, you, you, you've obviously looked at this before and 1.3 million in the bank. He can go straight to a Yeti, who we said would be a, a good pick. He's right. Morwell is, is kind of off the table. Although uh, I said last week, if they can do something against Aberdeen, then they're, they're kind of worth a punt, Van Veen and, and what. So, but, but Rangers might have a little bit too much about them. So going for a Yeti this week and then... Kind of like if it, if it doesn't work out, you can you can always still downgrade to the Motherwell lads. But I'm trying to see who else there is in the strikers. But I don't don't really like anyone else. A jetty or nothing. <laughs> I mean, I would say Motherwell offer more attacking threats than Johnson's and Johnson's scope. So I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Van Veen or Watt could sneak a goal. But again, your yeah, percentage of chance probably narrows the ranges of playing. So you will just take a punt on that, Tom. That's what was the budget again, did you say? He's got 5.5 he's selling Cummins, basically. And who's his other two strikers? He has got... Boyce and Nizzy. Boyce and Nisbet, yep. Boyce and Nisbet, right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Gunnar. Yeah, he's probably your man in this instance. Behind the curtain there, guys, we didn't see any of that. <laughs> right, so Gunnar, you are off, as you've done for the day. So me and Tom will go and discuss. Gunnar, Godspeed, see you next week. Hey, lads, see you next week. Bye. Right. <laughs> Tom, we will head to the FPL, right? So you're a wild card. We'll get to that. We'll go to the league first. Top three is Gucci Gang, Warwick Dermott, 81 points, 3 3 1 all in. Second is Barcelona, Barry Jones of this parish, 64, 3-2-9 alone. Euphalona, Mike Mayer, 73, 3-6 alone. And if they go down to, where am I? 32nd league, Peters players, Mark Robert, 91 points this week. Triple captain played that, that's why. Quick for first team, it was Pickford 3, Kufal 6, Digny 2, Diaz 7, Robertson 7. Traoré 3, Pogba 9, Benrama 3. Triple captain Ronaldo, 39 points. One minus point for Antonio. Lukaku, 13. So, Tom, take us through your game eight points this week. My points were... And rank after it, please. That's not my team. Oh, uh, so, I got San this week in goals. Uh, he got me six points. 
Shaw got me five, White got me five, Trent got me 12, and Loughton got me one. Uh, vice Cat, well, don't get anything for a vice in this game. Salah got me eight points, uh, Rafinha two points, Bruno Fernandes eight, Brownhill one, Ben Rama three, and Captain Antonio got me minus one. My rank is just outside the top one million. Um, yeah. See, you, Captain uh, Antonio, you still got minus one. Is that what the minus two? Is that the Scottish game? Does that mean? No, you double the minus one, so it becomes minus two. Right, you did the minus two. Okay. Right, I had 61 points this week. I had Batten for two, Kufal six, Trent 12, Shaw five. I get available off the, ben- off the bench for six, Salah eight, Captain Fernandez 16, Benrama three, Tony two, Antonio minus one, Armstrong one. And it gives me an overall, I dropped to 150k overall. Not too shabby. So, Tom, week review. I don't know why I talk about any week review, why there's a lot of stuff, but how do you think Eduardo got on the Crystal Palace? Did you not see he looks like a completely different player? He's played yeah, I would, I would say that, yeah. He, um, I've never seen him run around like that. So, I think it's evident he obviously down tools at Celtic. Right, the topic this week, Tom's a well card. Okay, Tom, talk us through your wild card. As first it stands. All, first of all, why you've done it, and then how's, how's it stands. We'll talk for position-wise and the fagging and back and forth. Right. So, first of all, why did you do the wild card? I did the wild card because I don't have any strikers. That's uh, a good reason to do it, Tom, is any. Calvert-Lewin is out. Um, Antonio's obviously now suspended. And um, my other one was some nobody that's left the league. The, the lad from Watford. Perara, his name. Like Watford Perara or something like that. Yeah, Perica or something like that. Right, okay. So he's he's off he's off skis. So I'm left with no one. So I, <laughs> that's why I had to wild card. Plus, I don't have Ronaldo. I don't have Lukaku. I reckon Spurs will probably concede to Chelsea this weekend. Um, so why not just get some uh, Chelsea boys in just now rather than waiting for after the Man City game? Okay. So let's tidy up. Position, position, and you tell who you've got, and I'll offer if I've got any alternatives as it stands right now. You're obviously not set, you're, you're putting your you're, you're, you're thinking about. So, goalkeepers, who's your two goalkeepers? So, I've stuck with Sa, and my other goalkeeper is Foster. Right, so that's a non playing goalkeeper, and Sa is at what price? He is five million. And is that as high as you want to go? Yes. Right, so my alternatives would be Sanchez still, but you think that's two template fixtures, can I change a wee bit? Brighton's fixtures kind of go off the boil. They've got Leicester next, then Palace. You know, Edward's on good form there. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Norwich, and then Man City. So, okay. What about Real for Brentford? Four point six again. These fixtures changed dramatically after this next game. So massively, yeah. They've got yeah, Wolves, yeah. and it's Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, and Leicester. So, I was yeah. I'm trying. The only one I could think that really. For me, would be I know he's not your biggest fan, but pick the three of them. Hmm. What's Everton's fixtures like? Villa away, Norwich home, Man United, West Ham home, Watford home, Wolves, Tormats, and X seven. Nah, I'll stick with Sam. Good choice. Now I'm just uh, making conversation clearly. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, defence. Talk us through your five defenders, and if who's have you got any? It's non-playing first. It's just there as like fodder. Um, no, they're all playing. Okay, go through them one at a time. I've got, I've stuck with Trent. Okay. I also uh, brought in Alonso. Right. Uh, I've got Marcel for Wolves as well, so I went Wolves defensive double up. I have Luke Ayling, who I'm not sold on. Mm-hmm. And I have our old friend, Shane Duffy. Right. Is, there, is that five? Yeah. Right, okay. I was going to offer Veltman as a choice, but you get Duffy's point to a cheaper. Mm-hmm. Do you know Man City? Interested in Man City players? No, budget-wise not interested? Budget-wise, budget wise, I would struggle to get a Man City player unless there's a unless there's a really cheap option. I've nah, maybe there's, there's missed, no. And you went for Alonso, so 5.7. So I'm trying to alternate that, 5.7. Well, you could have got Laporte at 5.6. Mm-hmm. Creswell, which I don't trust defensively, but he's good going forward. No, I think that's pretty solid. So, and you picked this team as well, or obviously the, the 
the game's spinning seven onwards, they do kind of change. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fine, that's quite handy with that. I'm trying to else. I've currently, <coughs> I've got Trent, Shaw, Veltman, Williams and Kufal, but I think Shaw will become James for me shortly for the uh, Chelsea swing. Mm-hmm. Right, talk through midfield then, your five midfielders. Midfielders are... I've got... I've stuck with Salah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've stuck with Rafinha. Right. I've brought in Gray, Damari Gray. Good choice. Um, I've got the boy Gallagher from Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. And I have Traore, who uh, another one I'm not 100% on. I've got, I've got him anyway. I was just about to say, that's four of the five players I sent you in my wee picture of Wildcard. That's oh, is it? Close, eh? <laughs> uh, so you, did you bin Ben Rama then? Get rid of Ben Rama, he's peaked. Get rid of him. Yeah, without... Without Antonio and just because I think West Ham's fixtures maybe take a little bit of a turn in the short term. So, yeah, I've went away so, from Ben Rama for I, now. I quite like Green Gallagher, right? I think they're quite solid and their numbers back up. So, who's other three, sorry? Except Sal, so who's other two? Rafinha and who else? Oh, I missed out one. Damari Gray. No, I've got him. Gallagher and Gray. And Traore. Traore. So, what, what's, what's Traore priced in the game? He is, I think he's six. Yep, bang on six million. Mm, right, I can't think of nothing on here. Right, I can't think nobody stands out to me that would be. Well, I don't like You're not getting a Manchester United cover his midfield, but again, the fixtures change. You know, fancy Chelsea midfielder? Again, in case it's budget reasons. I do, but... I do, but budget wise, I would maybe be struggling. The only th- other thing I could think of would be to. Downgrade one of these guys, um, and maybe just have like a four point five. Like almost sitting there, the sitting is always playing it back. Yeah, and um, upgrading the other one and using the cash maybe just to kind of get into that sort of mid point price bracket. Is that something you'll you'll think about for the weekend? Yeah, I'm considering that as well. So up top, I'm going to guess Ronaldo Lukaku. Aye, how did you know that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and uh, non-playing player, Archer. Right, so that's just, that's not bad then. Uh, if I was going to wildcard, I wouldn't be far off it. I've said before, but I think I'm going to go without Ronnie. Right. I think I'm going to go Lukaku and one other. We'll see how it looks. I like to see, like see how Eddie gets on. He looks really, really strong in the next few weeks. I think he could be an easily second choice player. But in midfield, I like your choice of Gallagher and Gray. I think they're all going to get up in price. But underlying numbers look good for both of them. Mm-hmm. They're playing... Crystal Palace has only won good games. So it's hard to tell. But Ether looked pretty good this year, don't you? So that's a... Salah's a... a yep, keep Salah, we'll get rid of him. And yep, I can't argue with that, Tom. That's a pretty good wealth card. Try to see here. I'm a little bit away from Mason Mount. I'd quite like to get him in, but... I'm a little bit away. See, we'll wait to the minute. Next of all, we're going to do captain's transfer. So my team stands in now. The two are flagged are Son and Antonio. So Son could become basically much aimed I want because I've got the two demons and Salah and Fernandes right now. But I'm thinking up top. I'm planning, I'm planning a wild card the next international break for game week seven or eight. So Antonio's out, and I think we'd be taking a punt on Ricardo for a couple of weeks. Right. Aston Villa away, Norwich at home, two weeks, and then we're going to wild card game week seven anyway. That's my punt for mid up front and, and for midfield. If it was going to be Salah, if it's going to be Son, I'm going to go to Jota. So that's, that's what I'm talking between my two transfers. I'd go Antonio to Ricardo or Son to Jota for next mm-hmm. game Also, your transfers are a wild card, so... In that team, who's your captain choice? Uh, for this weekend, what have I got on just now? Salah, chance. No, Ronaldo, actually, it's on just now. Who are they playing this week? West Ham. That's possible. We feel bad, but Ronaldo can do anything. Right, I like to that. So, have you kept a note of your team you had so you can do the whole comparison? Next week? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that as well. See how that goes. Oh my God, how good it was. Right, that is us finished. Anything else to add, FPL-wise? 
FPL-wise, no. I think that kind of covers it. I think most of the teams that are coming into decent fixtures just now are going to have decent fixtures post-game week seven anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I, I would say about my team is I've got Rafinha. I'm not 100% on Ailing, but... I was going to bring Rafinha I would, up. It's, it's I would, I would, Sorry, I'm just going to continue. I would quite like to get Bamford in for this kind of nice run because I think they're top of the, the scout ticker just now. Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Southampton, Wolves. Saying that Wolves have been pretty solid defensively mm. um, and continue to be, so that's why I've obviously went with the Wolves double up. Uh, the two heavy hitters up front. Uh, I don't always have to stick with Ronaldo, I suppose. I think he can. I think Kane's probably a bit lower than what he would have been because I think he's about 11 something because of the whole didn't start the season. 0.3 cheaper, so you could easily get him if you wanted to be hot for Yeah. But you look at these strikers, not much else. Ronaldo, Kane, Lukaku, Vardy, there's a, quite a big drop-off to your kind of cheapy ones. Yeah. Werner's still priced quite high. Cavani's quite high. Calvert-Lewin's out injured. Panthers in point nine. That's not too shabby. As you said, fixtures-wise, when he's got a green, I know it's on the FPL website, but up to game week 11, it's... Two, three, two to two, so it's pretty much all green. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can chop and change with the different mids as well. Well, I see Rafinha has looked like Rafinha of last season. So I've kind of stayed off him so far. I've kind of thought about him and I went, he's not really looked at it yet, but then these fixtures were a bit up and down, weren't they? So if they change like we just mentioned, then mm-hmm. maybe he steps into play. I thought he looked all right on the weekend. I thought he was creating a few chances, getting forward. And... See how he gets on. Hopefully it clicks. Right, Tom, that's a funny thing. Gunnar's left us, so his he's at FPL underscore Gunnar, or Gunnar F- underscore FPL, the way it works. Peter plugs in, Tom. Uh, I am at FFS underscore Scout. I finally got an article out. Um, don't get too excited. It's probably going to be a bit less frequent this season. So. <laughs> but you can hit me up on Twitter if you've got any questions or just want to chat. Team. Team, what you say? You rate my team. Rate my teams, I. <laughs> uh, I'm a fancy half. Obviously, follow the podcast. If you like your podcast reviews, if you could possibly could, it gives us a, more scope and more kind of exposure. We'll be back next week, as usual, I think. And I think that's all we've said now. So, Tom, say goodbye. Goodbye. It's goodbye for me. Thanks for listening, guys. Ta-da. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.